Welcome to the OmniTalk Fast Five, sponsored by Takeoff and the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The OmniTalk Fast Five is the funniest, fastest, and most fervently insightful breakdown of all the week's top news in the world of retail, and also the podcast with the best alliteration. It's September 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Ann Mazinga. And I am Chris Walton. And we are just back from Grocery Ooh. Shop 2021. <laughs> we, are. we are fresh off the, the Vegas flight. Uh, we want, tired. Yeah. We want to give a quick uh, shout out and thank you to our sponsors from uh, Grocery Shop, Cleveron and Untie Knots. They made all of the content we put out, which was an extraordinary amount of content in just five days. Interviews with Shipped, Signified, Front Door Collective, and Cooler Screens. And they're all available right now on Omnitalk.blog. So make sure you check that out. Out. Yeah, absolutely. A huge thank you to them. Without them, all the work we did would not have been possible. And our next big show, actually, Anne, get yes. ready. NRF 2022. It's Can gonna, you believe it? Yeah, it's going to be here it's like before in three we months. know it. It's I like know. In three months. But we're going to take to the Big Apple. And if you're interested in being part of our work out there, a part of our work, I should say, out there, you know, or you have a company that you want us to interview, hit us up. Uh, we're only probably going to do about four podcasts probably at NRF this year. So if you're interested, definitely let us know right now. We're always on the lookout for really good and exciting companies and always looking for help and support of our work, too. So, Anne. Yes. We got a lot to cover today. This is a fun show. There's some good topics this week. We have some amazing topics this week, especially coming off of just some of the things we heard at Grocery Shop. There were tons of announcements. We got to recap Grocery Shop too, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, right? Uh, Yeah. What what were your thoughts, Chris? Oh, man, I don't even know. But like, I I mean, I think we'll probably get to it with the headlines first. But like the first headlines are like smack dab, like right out of grocery shop almost. So I think we should get to the headlines. All right. In today's Fast Five, we are going to discuss Amazon expanding its palm payment option to more stores, Walmart attempting to label healthy products, Chick-fil-A's new little blue menu, and the reports. Yeah, it's adorable. (laughs) The reports of high-tech dressing rooms in Amazon's new department store. Yes. But first, we're going to take off with our grocery shop recap and the key trend coming out of the show the ever-growing delivery wars. Da, da, da. So the first of, th- there's actually three major headlines that happened. But yeah, the, there was. The first one to cover is DoorDash announced that they're now going to be offering on-demand alcohol delivery. Yep. Second one, shipped. They're giving yep. away free ship memberships to all Visa card holders. Which and we th- talked about with Rena Hurst on our podcast. Absolutely. Yep. And then Instacart is making its service available 24-7. Chris, yeah. this was huge at Grocery Shop. I mean, I think this is one of our biggest takeaways. What what were your what are your thoughts around all these headlines? Yeah, 100 percent I mean, for me, the biggest trend coming out of the show, and you know, granted, I bet we've been talking about this for a while. In fact, I wrote a piece in Forbes last week called the five trends. What did I call it? The five trends retailers probably won't see coming until it's too late. Yes. And delivery disintermediation was my number one trend. And that was good alliteration, too, for those that are paying really close attention. Delivery disintermediation. But, you know, and the whole premise there is that there's going to be this rise of a marketplace or some type of consumer application, for lack of a better word, that we're going to start gravitating towards for quick delivery. And somebody's going to grab that. We know Amazon's, you know, there in our mind share already. But who's the number two? The number number two player hasn't really emerged. And so what was really interesting about all these announcements at Grocery Shop and listening to all the conversations for me was there's this idea, this new thing being thrown around called instant delivery. Like that was a term I had never really heard before until I went to the show. Yeah. And it was really getting bandied about. And especially by the DoorDashes, we heard the GoPuffs co-founder and CEO talk as well. 
And there were some interesting statistics I heard, you know, in this whole conversation I want to share with everybody. Like, for example, DoorDash CEO, he was up on stage and he said, when we offer alcohol, customers are 30% more likely to purchase with us. Yes. Which I think is crazy. And then another guy from Ohi or Ohi, Ohi I think Ohi, yeah. right? Which they specialize in like micro warehousing for like like digitally native brands, yes. so not even the food space. But he was talking about how instant delivery, even in those types of product categories, becomes very addictive. Mm -hmm. And it probably does when you think about it, like because that's how we are as our nature, in our nature as human beings. And so this trend for me is accelerating even faster than I thought. I still have no idea how anyone makes money on this, Anne. That's still a big question for me. But I think there are ways around that. And if people get addicted to it, they tend to pay more for things they're addicted to over time. So maybe the economics of it changed too, which is part of the question that I have. But I don't know. I, I thought that was the biggest takeaway from the whole show about just how fast that's coming. And I wouldn't be surprised if in three to five years, that second player emerges in this space. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something that all all grocery convenience retailers have to have on their radar right now. And I think that, you know, there's there's been this like tension between grocers and the, some of the third party delivery services like DoorDash, you know, not not giving away that data. But I think grocers are going to have to come up with some solution, even if it's yeah. a temporary one to just at least test and see like what the demand looks like from their customers, what they need need to try to build internally at some point in time, or if they're going to do that, if they just figure out a way. I mean, DoorDash doesn't have to be the the source. No. It could be white label that yep. some of these services are offering too. But I mean, I thought that to, to kind of go even further on a couple of these, for me, I think the, the cool thing about the shipped announcement was that over half the country has a Visa card. Right. So now over half the country has access to a personal shopper. Mm -hmm. Like, just in yeah, grocery right shopping, now, which is cool, which is cool because of their personal shopping service. Yep. And now, like, what happens as that continues to expand even further? Um, I also think that the other thing to point out is that you know this expands the power of the retail media network as a way. Yeah, you know, we sure. talk about profit profitability and how you become yeah. profitable with your when you're offering this kind of speed. And so I think that we heard a lot about that at grocery shop about how you you know are making somebody you know, change their mind. Are they doing Coke or are they doing Pepsi at that instant moment right. of gratification? Which is super powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the crazy thing for me. So I think, you know, the big takeaway for me, you know, wrapping everything up, we just said is like, the space is still very new. It's very nascent. It's going to change in a lot of ways. It's going to ebb and flow. You know, very different partnerships start to emerge. Like you said, like DoorDash, Instacart, ship they're all starting to go in the white label direction too for delivery. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be interesting to see you know, how that whole space plays out. And the ship part is really interesting too. One last comment. You know, you've got Instacart, DoorDash competing on price essentially. Yeah. Like get just get the stuff to my door, which I think for the most part is probably all you need. Mm -hmm. But when you start talking about grocery or even the higher end services for apparel and personal shopping, which I know you touched on last week, ship is taking the opposite approach. They're taking a much more personal approach to that, which I think allows them to segment themselves in that marketplace a little bit differently than, say, the other competitors. And then, of course, you've got the gorillas and the GoPuffs and everyone else standing up their own operations vertically. So God knows how this is going to play out, but holy crap, this industry is a change. All right, and another related story to speed and convenience, two words people frequently confuse, by the way, but they are very, very are different. They are two separate ideas. Hopefully, we'll get to that a little bit too. Amazon plans to expand its palm scanning application to 60 more stores. According to Chain Storage, 
Palm One, Amazon's Palm payment system, or as I'd like to call it, the new five-finger discount, is now available at over 60 stores, including Amazon Go, Whole Foods, Four Star, and some Amazon Fresh stores. Remember, too, it is super easy to use. You insert your credit card, Amazon scans your palm, and voila, and you are good to go. Now, Anne, you got a pretty uppity question on your panel this weekend, <laughs> slightly dismissing Amazon Go because it requires an app scan to enter the store. Yeah. Please, if you will, tell the audience how you politely responded to that question in light of this story. Well, I said simply that you could also scan your credit card, which the same thing applies for this Amazon Palm One. I mean, uh, people know that I usually have my Amazon tinfoil hat on, yeah. but I, this is one thing where I'm all in. I mean, I will give Amazon my pupil if I have to. I don't care what it is, but the, the very idea that I can now pay for my groceries, get, you know, I can get into a concert. They're licensing this technology to like Red Rocks Amphitheater so that you could get into a concert one time. One time right. you have to scan your credit card in and get your palm right, read, and then you're, and just, then you're, you're done. There. You're done. Everywhere in the world. Oh, my God. I absolutely love this. And I think that, man, especially as we start to think about what are the rumor. We've heard some rumors of the numbers of Amazon Fresh stores coming out. Can you imagine just being like, done, I'm getting the hell out of here? What do you think your move is? Are you like this? Are you like this? Wooka, wooka, if you're listening, wooka, wooka. this is terrible like, podcasting yes, right now. Yes. But if you're We're watching, doing like awesome. DJ spinning yeah. for our, our Amazon Palm One scan. No, I totally agree. And the reason I alluded to speed and convenience, because you got that question in the recap of the grocery, which by the way, you did an amazing job Thank and you. bookended the show. She was literally the second onstage presenter at the show. And then she was the last presenter at the show, recapping the whole show, which is not an easy feat, everyone. And she crushed it. And one of the questions you got was the, the dichotomy between speed and convenience. And and honestly, like I, I, I take umbrage with some of the things that were said because those two things are really different, yep. but everyone's conflating them together. Um, because speed is about how quickly you get it. It's about immediate gratification. Convenience isn't always about that because it isn't necessarily that you want something fast to be convenient. The thing I love about the Palm though is it makes it fast in terms of the shopping experience when you're there, mm -hmm. but it also makes it more convenient because if you have kids, you don't have to take out your phone. You know, there's all these aspects of the convenience side of it too that are really important. And Amazon is the master at that. Doesn't even matter about kids. Like you're going to be carrying your own bags out of here. So right. now, like when you're right. carrying your own bags out of the grocery store because you're done, like you're just putting stuff in as you go along, 100%. like scanning out and you're done. Like 100%. Amazing. Love this. Love amazing. This. Yeah, yeah. Love it. I can't wait to try it actually. I know. There is one in Minneapolis. Did you see that? No, really? Yeah. yeah. They're, oh, we're they're, going. Because they're putting this in Whole Foods. They're putting this in oh, we're going. the Amazon Fresh stores. They're putting this in four star they're putting it in the yeah, we're going it's everywhere we're going um okay well let's get to headline number three before i absolutely yeah, jump out of my skin you have an uh, embolism uh, we've had know. enough of those on this show that's right only one for 2021 <laughs> right. uh, okay so walmart just announced that it plans to label healthy and sustainable products on its website with a new build for better tag so according to bloomberg walmart will begin labeling two 2,000 products, mind you. Let's think about how many SKUs are in a Walmart store. So just 2,000 products based on two groupings, those that are considered to be better for the consumer's health and those that are deemed good for the planet. Mm, yeah, right. Thank you, um, According to Walmart's Senior Vice President of Sustainability, Jane Ewing, she said that customers have always trusted us for our low prices, but today they also want to know the, that the products they buy are good for their families, the people that made them, and the planet. So sweet, isn't it? I, it just gives me a warm fuzzy just hearing that. Okay, but what? What? Let's get real for a second. What All do right. you think here about this? What do I think about this? 
All right. Well, as someone, I've lived this actually. So, as someone that was, I was actually, I'm serious. You lived on the planet, or well, what? I did live on the planet. Yes, yes. We're all living it, really. But no, I, I was in charge of Target's health and wellness initiative for grocery mm. from 2007 to 2009, and this topic of rating food came up. At the time, we were looking at a system called Nuval. But the more we got into it, the more complicated it became because oh, I can't imagine. the classifications become impossible. Like, you know, we were talking, we were joking on the plane, like, what's orange juice? Is that healthy? What's a banana? Is that healthy? Red meat, tofu, like all these things that you think are healthy, but may not be. Right. So it gets really confusing. But the thing that I have about this that bothers me the most is it just seems really inauthentic. Like, you know what, Walmart, I'm going to throw down the gauntlet here. You know, it'd be better. You know, why don't you label all the things in your store that aren't healthy? <laughs> right. Like, why don't you take, why don't you really stand up for everyone and like get rid of all the big CPG brands that are, you know, probably honestly promoting pretty unhealthy food, quite it's honestly. It's never going to happen. The, the delineation of what's unhealthy for you is probably a lot easier to understand than what is. But the point is like the whole thing is so, is kind of stupid when you think about it. And I don't think Walmart should classify unhealthy and un and healthy. Like the point is like, just be who you are. That's what people expect of you. Don't try to take credit for something that you probably aren't. It just doesn't land right for me, this announcement in any shape or form. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this is kind of one. this came up so much at Grocery Shop. I can't tell you the number of companies that are out there that are doing like shop by diet. And like even in some of the panels we were in, they're like, well, I need to know what, you know, keto, where the Mm -hmm. keto products are in the in the grocery store. And I guess I I understand that this is a benefit to somebody, but I think that the bigger benefit to the consumer is in the scenario where you have somebody else picking the groceries for you. Like, I think that filter makes sense if I'm like putting that on my Instacart or Shipped profile. Like, hey, if you're going to do a substitution, I'm keto. I'm whatever. Like, yeah. you know, giving them the direction in that kind of scenario versus like going through the the exhaustive effort of trying to like label products and invest all this time and well, all but these the, resources. The too, and though that's what you're describing is 100% black and white. Like it's keto, like keto, gluten free. Like that stuff's black and white. When you start talking, when you start going into gray areas of what's healthy, right, or good for the environment, right, like oh, it, we don't ship, you know, we don't ship it. But God, it takes thousands of gallons of water to make it. Like it's just so gray, right. And I don't think Walmart has the position of authority to do this. Yes. that's my point. When they're in bed with so many other things that are antithetical to this. Yeah. And that's my point. Labeling 2,000 items in the 100,000 plus right. items in your store amounts to nothing. Yeah. And this is more PR from Walmart. They are just on this train each and every week. All right, enough of my diatribe on that. Headline number four, Anne, is that this is cool. I fought for this story, Anne. You didn't like this story. No. But you know, you know who did? A&M. And I, I can't know. wait to put you on the spot with this one. Headline number four is Chick-fil-A plans to launch a new delivery-only concept called the Little Blue Menu. And here's the gist, or some might say the grist. According to QSR, (laughs) set to debut in fall in Nashville, Tennessee, Little Blue Menu will showcase three new virtual restaurants as well as Chick-fil-A's typical fare. They are called Flock and Farm, Garden Day, and Outfox Wings. Chick-fil-A will deliver within a 10-mile radius around Little Blue Menu's Nashville facility and also plans to send drivers out in hybrid electric vehicles. And... Like I said, I love this story, mm-hmm. and so did AM. I'm aware. And so you get the tough question today. And does Chick fil A have the permission to expand into adjacent businesses? And would this be the type of business you would have launched if you were the CEO of Chick fil A? 
versus something more similar to their current model, but substitute chicken for something like beef or pork. Maybe, and AM's really bringing it here, something called pulled pork A. <laughs> that is, by the way, the greatest question of all time through our friends at the AM Consumer and Retail Group. Pulled pork A. I love it. Pulled pork A. Put an A on it. Is that how we're going to roll Chick fil A? That's how we're rolling it. Um, so here's the thing. It, I. As much as I'm like kind of over this whole like we're just gonna throw a bunch of stuff on the menu and call it you know a ghost. Are you coming around on this? I the problem is I can't come up with a good enough argument against it, and so the the key point here is that they're going to virtual fulfillment. Like this, that's that's the headline for me here. Not that they're expanding their menu. Like it's we're going into virtual kitchens, which I think makes a lot of sense. People rave about their delivery that they're already doing out of their existing stores. I think more choice for the customer is always a bonus. Now, the question for me, though, comes down to profitability. Like, huh. are you going to, as a consumer, I mean, our, our one of our favorite restaurants here in Minneapolis, like over the pandemic, they, they expanded beyond being an excellent burger restaurant, and now they have a shake restaurant out of there. They have a hot chicken sandwich company out of there, and they do, like, now they're doing bowls and other things out of this concept. Red Cow. Oh, thank you. Okay, Sorry. Got it. Anyway, and... You know, for me, it's like I'm still going there because I like the burgers, and that's the primary thing. I'm ordering takeout of the that same old menu. Now, to have all of the investment in, you know, the product and having that on hand, like how many people, though, are going there and are ordering all of those options? It's like the Cheesecake Factory. Like you, you just get to this point, I think, of so much choice, and are you able to continue to make it profitable by offering all this I dis- choice? I disagree with that psychologically. Okay. I, I totally disagree with that psychologically. I think you're honestly mixing the metaphor of physical in-store shopping or physical in-store eating mm-hmm. with what you're, how you're experiencing things online. When I agree, like che- Cheesecake Factory, yeah, you go in, the menu's big, it's overwhelming. That's not what's happening here because online you're filtering all that out in terms of what you want to look at and explore. And all these concepts are standalone too, so they're not going to necessarily you know, put them all together all the time. But I think what I love about it is... One, it's an easy way to experiment with new menu items. Two, it's a page right out of the Kroger book, which we talked about last week, which is expanding Mm -hmm. into markets Mm -hmm. without needing a physical presence. And there are probably a lot of places where Chick-fil-A still is questioning whether or not it needs to have a store, whether it wants to go into that market. There's a lot of people that are rabid for Chick-fil-A when they go into the town that has a Mm Chick-fil-A. They'll eat it like crazy. Like I can remember people going to Denver for the first time, like I'm getting some Chick-fil-A. And I'm like, what? Okay, fine. You want to get Chick-fil-A? Or like we did with In-N-Out Burger. Yeah. Like imagine if In-N-Out Burger did this in Minneapolis. Like now you like that idea, right? Like I do. I love the idea. So like, and then you get the experimentation. So I just think it's really cool. The only question for me is like how they're working it out with the franchisees in the areas where the franchisees operate. Like, are they getting a cut? Are they doing it outside of their zones? Yeah. Because the franchisees are really important to Chick-fil-A in terms of how it operates. Like, they're some of the best run stores out there. That's because of how they manage that relationship, I think. But I don't know. Last word. Testing is one thing, but you still have to... I guess I still disagree with you. Like you still have to buy all the inventory to fulfill all of the orders that are yeah. on that menu. Yeah, for sure. So you're still, if people aren't going to be buying across that, like your examples are saying, I'm going for Chick-fil-A, I'm going for In-N-Out Burger. Like, yeah. yes, you're going for those things. But I'm saying like, if they don't see the demand across all the places, like a is asking, like, do they have the right to expand into all these categories? I, I don't know that it's going to be successful for them. I don't know either, but like food scales, food ingredients scale fairly well. 
right? And so, the, and the Chick Fil A is still the master. They're still offering Chick Fil A out of this facility, yep. right? So, you know, time will tell if they get other interest in those other product categories. But again, the ingredients are probably pretty similar. So, if you think about it, being able to, if you can scale this, which again, who knows? It's just an experiment. Yep. I, I think it's pretty cool. All right, let's move on to headline number five. All right. Uh, so the Wall Street Journal is reporting that Amazon's new department store will showcase its apparel brands mm. and have special high-tech dressing rooms. So one idea that has been tested is for customers to scan a QR code okay. of items that they want to try on uh, via their their app and their phones. And then associates will bring that item and place it in the fitting room in advance of my, you know, the end of my shopping yep. tour. Uh, once they're there, customers can ask for more items using a touch screen, which also may be capable of recommending additional clothing items based Ooh. on pieces that shopper like, shoppers liked. Uh, the rooms can use sliding doors for associates to bring more clothes without seeing shoppers and robots or other forms of automation could eventually be deployed in the stores. Um, Chris. Yeah. I had some deja vu when I was reading yeah, this right? story. Yeah, right. No, me too. Yeah, uh, scary deja vu for me. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on this, though? Are you uh, are you in for I, the uh, high tech? I have a feeling rooms? we're going to disagree on this one too. Okay. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I am not in on this. Mm. Actually, I hope this report is decidedly not true. In fact, there was a quote in, in the article. Yeah, no, I'm serious. There was a quote in the article that said, "quote The plans aren't completed and could change." End quote. And I freaking hope that is true. As you said, as someone who spent over two years evaluating, even designing virtual fitting rooms, it is a really complicated endeavor fraught with friction points all along the way that can make things a lot crappier for the apparel shopper. I would actually like to see Amazon go really boldly here and open a department store with no fitting rooms at all. Because I would argue, where, and I have argued, that the place where I think the sweet spot is for this is the off-price merchandising, the Nordstrom's racks, the mm -hmm. raw stores, and that kind of thing. Which I would argue that too, the, the fitting and you you gotta correct me if I'm wrong here, but the fitting room part of that experience is not that important. It's about getting the deal, the treasure hunt find. And if you're facilitating returns every time you come in and out of that store, I'd just be like Amazon, be like, hey, you know what? Just buy whatever you want, return it, we'll put it back on the shelf at a discount, it's fine, whatever, you know, cool, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not in this. I'd like to see them go bolder with like no fitting rooms at all or something like that. Yeah, I mean it who knows? Run that experiment, right? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. They could. I actually love this. Why? Because oh I think God. that. So seriously, you still haven't. So you have not gotten a custom shirt from Amazon yet, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, yet. that's fair. So for me, yeah. what but I would okay, what I would love this. about this yeah. is okay. that you go to the Amazon store and they don't. I agree with you. Like they don't even need to have like hundreds of items out. Like yeah. I think that this body scan, at least for that's my not a for me, room that's a scanner. Well, yeah, but you're doing it in the. You could do it in the fitting yeah, room. I guess. Just let me all finish. Right, you're right, already right, jumping right, on right, me today. All right, all right, Can you tell we spent cranky. six days yeah. together? One day was, side by was side. food poison filled too, which and is a trooper for that one. Everyone, but anyway, keep going. Um, okay, so what I think I love about this is that if you could make this a space where you could do the body scan, you could immediately like trigger them to like these are all the things in the store that we have on set that you don't have to try on you just are going to order this and have it shipped directly to your house because you know with a certain degree of confidence that based on this body scan these things are going to work for you also this is about amazon's own brand play and we know that they're getting into like when they did the custom t-shirt designer they were already expanding into other things like leggings dresses tops all these other items yeah. that i think going in it gives you a reason 
decision to go into the store. I'm going to go in and have my more accurate body scan than I can do at home. And now the entire catalog of Amazon product opens up to me with that application. Fine, time out. I don't don't disagree with that idea. That idea is cool. That's not the idea that is talked about in the article, though. That's totally separate. Well, there's no clear cut. I'm I'm saying this is the expansion. You're hypothesizing what it should be, not commenting on what this is. Yes, but I believe that there's there's no reason why they wouldn't have the body scan as part of that mirror. I, I, oh, I, I hope so too. I actually hope it's just that, like, right? Like, I mean, yeah, okay, you got me on that. I agree with you. The body scan functionality, if I could go there and do it and it's easily set up for me instead of having to download an app and figure all that stuff out, 100%. I yeah. love that. But the, the virtual Tron and the sliding doors where people are working behind the scenes and robots are delivering me product, like, no, Amazon, that's too much. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know. I feel like the other interesting point of this story is that they are trialing this in San Francisco and Columbus, Ohio. Gap's headquarters and Victoria's Secret, L Brands, Abercrombie. Like, talk about like yeah. they've already beat Walmart and right. doing the most apparel sales of any retailer. Right. Now the they're ultimate going distraction in your backyard. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, all right, are you ready, Chris, to get to the lightning round? We've somehow made it through the podcast. Absolutely. And Let's all roll five through topics. this. Too. Okay. Let's do it fast, like all right. lightning. All right. <laughs> That was my. That was yeah. our lightning. More good like, podcast radio yeah. sound effects. Oh, that sounded like a lightning strike for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, okay, Chris. Cameo launch. Fifteen minute calls with your favorite celebrities. Who are you setting up your first cameo call with? <laughs> I'd like Minka Kelly on Speed Dial, please. I don't know Minka Kelly. You don't know Minka Kelly? Friday no. Night Lights. Oh my. Oh, uh, yes. okay. I guess yes. I just didn't know her name. Sorry. Yeah. That oh, was right. Okay. I know. I know. All right. All right. Well, okay. question number two, Ann. Claire's is starting a new subscription service, which takes us back. Ann, what was your favorite Claire's purchase? Circus, circa, I'm guessing 1991, maybe? Okay. For sure, without a doubt, the best friend necklaces, where you got two broken heart necklaces that said best friends. Sometimes they even came up with like a three version, which was really good for me because in 1991, I had two best friends. You so did? we had to get the three part. Okay, Chris, this one I loved. So somehow, somehow we were right across the strip. I know. From, we, how do we miss this? I don't know. But they, the National Grocers Association was holding their show at the same time Grocery Shop was going on. They had the best bagger championship, which I we are finding that and going yeah, next to time it we're next going. time. Yeah. Okay, so High V Associate Ben Miller won the best bagger championship for achieving the best bagging speed technique, weight distribution, and style. Uh, you graduated from HBS and then immediately went to begging groceries at Target in I Wyoming. Did. Yes. Uh, in the world of self-checkout and just walkout technology, do you have any tips or top three things that we should all consider when bagging our own groceries? <laughs> that is a really good question. And yes, I am a Harvard MBA who bagged groceries for a living after my degree. Um, I think number one, you should always bag it. And that is a good rule in life for many, many things, not just groceries. Um, number two, you always got to watch out for the glass jars, Anne. The glass jars, uh, they're just really problematic in the bagging schema okay. Okay. because they can clank around and break. Like the broken jars of pasta sauce, not Broken a good glass thing. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it ain't yeah. about the money, Puff. I just yeah. don't care. Remember that song? Uh, no. I don't, okay. but I'm glad that you do. And number three, God, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I got to come up with something on put this Put the spot. bread on top? Yeah, put the bread on top. That's okay. a good one. Put the loaves where it's got to go, you know? All right. <laughs> Question number four, Ed. Get me out of that one. What was your favorite grocery shop moment? Uh, easily 
uh, when John Quincy Powell, who totally. uh, is 100%. at Seven Eleven in charge of their um, e-commerce and fulfillment team, came up when he was like, "Hey, I love the show, yeah. John. That made our Just whole grocery shop. That was so yeah. kind." Um, and thank you. That was that was great. Yeah, and John wasn't the only one that did that too at the show. So thanks yes. to everyone that came up to us. He was yes. probably the most memorable one because he totally caught us off guard. And thanks to him, and thanks to everyone that you know just showed your support for all the work we've been doing for this past year. All right, happy birthday today to Anthony Mackie, aka Papa Doc, Mary Kay Place of '80s movies fame, and one of the most underrated actors of our time, the great George Costanza himself, Jason Alexander, who turns surprisingly only 62 today. Wow. So happy birthday to him. Way to go, George. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you all the th- tells you the top five things you need to know each day and also features special content exclusive to us and just for you. And it's all within the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. And of course, as always, be careful out there. The Omnitalk Fast Five is brought to you with the help and support of the A&M Consumer and Retail Group. The A&M Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator-like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Takeoff. Takeoff is transforming grocery by empowering grocers to thrive online. The key is micro-fulfillment, small robotic fulfillment centers that can be leveraged at a hyper-local scale. Takeoff also offers a robust software suite so grocers can seamlessly integrate the robotic solution into their existing businesses. To learn more, visit takeoff.com.